Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Bleeding in Blue Orange podcast. My name is Sebastian. I'm the host of this podcast. Here to talk about the Knicks, talk about some game recaps, talk about upcoming games, talk about player performances, free agency rumors, trade rumors, anything revolving around the Knicks. I'm here to talk about it and just building a space for us Knicks fans to come together and talk Knicks. So without further ado, let's get into the second episode. So last week when I first did the first episode, we talked about beginning of season, I was talking about the upcoming game against the T-Wolves. And now today, we Knicks have played three games since that episode. They have played against the T-Wolves, uh, Miami, and uh, the last game just came this Sunday against the Suns. And now they played tonight against uh, the Hornets, and that would be their final of the group stages for the in-game or the in-season tournament. Um, first, to kind of t- t- quickly talk about that T-Wolves game, It was kind of a dud. I mean, the Knicks shot very poorly that game. I believe they shot like 24% from three, 35% maybe from field goal percentage against the Wolves. Uh, Going to that game, I said the Knicks' best chances winning that game would be um, dominating rebounding, and they did win. They didn't dominate in rebounding. They got 50 rebounds as opposed to the Timberwolves' 44 rebounds, but it it was just a shooting percentage. It was terrible. The Knicks just had nothing going for them on the offensive side. T-Wolves started heating up in the third quarter on offense. They scored 35 compared to the Knicks in 19 in the third quarter. And from there, T-Wolves just ran away with the game. The Knicks just never could get back into it. Um, Brunson had an okay game, scored 25 points. He hit all his free throws, which is big for the Knicks. And we know how free throw percentage have been for the Knicks this year. But RJ Barrett definitely struggled. Um... He uh, kind of talking about earlier in uh, the season before the whole injury, the ankle injury in the first game and then the migraines thing started kicking in for RJ Barrett. I thought finally we started seeing more consistency from him. And then, you know, I it, right now it's hard to really tell what we're going to see from RJ. But as of today, it looks like this, you know, the same inconsistency from inconsistency from him that we've seen in his prior years. In the NBA, and it sucks. I feel like he's he's almost there to turn around the corner. I believe it's just the setback from those injuries, from the ankle injury to start off the year, and then just finding his groove again, finding that confidence again. Because against Miami, he looked very good. I mean, yeah, he had a silent 18 points, but he came up big in the fourth quarter with a huge and one to come um, to win that game against Miami, but then against the Suns, he had nine points. He shot terribly from the field. He's had nothing going on. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on R.J. Barrett to start off the year so far, how those last three games have been going for him, coming back from his injury. I mean, I'm confident that he'll come back and find his group. We found the shot, being a little bit more consistent than we have seen from him in prior years. But I think he's going to need a little bit more time. The ankle injury it was really a bummer to start off the year. Um, and then, you know, going on for the T-Wolves game, I mean, there's really nothing more to say. It's clear why the Knicks lost. They shot poorly. There's a reason why they were struggling in the beginning of the year. They lost a lot of close games or lost a lot of winnable games because of the poor shooting. But the they're playing good as a unit. They're playing very good on the defensive side. They're winning the rebounding. They're playing the right 
fun the everything when it comes to fundamentals basketball rebounding defending all that they're doing great they're not turning over the ball as much i mean they definitely are turning it over a decent amount but they're pretty good at protecting the ball but it, it's just the shooting you know it, it's been an issue for the knicks and it came back for that day and you know there's nothing more to it you know it was a dud of a game and they had to move on and they had you know the rematch against miami coming up in the in-game in-season tournament game if they lost they would have been out that's it they're eliminated and it looks like it was another embarrassing dud for the knicks they were shooting terribly they were down by 21 in the third quarter going to the fourth i think they were down by 18 the most and you know it's it just everyone was kind of fed up i was getting fed up i almost turned off the game I'm like oh they're done they're not gonna win this and they pulled off an miracle comeback led behind jalen brunson rj barrett coming up with huge shots in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, so, you know, to go into that game, talking about it, uh, throughout the whole game, the Knicks were struggling. Uh, they couldn't find a shot. Nothing was falling down for them. You could see they were getting flustered. They were getting frustrated with each other. And in the fourth quarter, um, things started turning around. And the biggest thing I've noticed um, was uh, the Miami Heat not hitting shots in the first like five minutes? The, the Heat couldn't buy a shot for their life, and uh, I was watching the commentary, listening to the commentary on ESPN, and I, I know Doris Burke and Doc Rivers they knew, and they were talking about how the Heat were like uh, not going for quick shots. They were waiting too long to find a shot, waiting till the shot clock goes down. They kept and they kept taking forever and they couldn't find anything. They did better with faster paced offense. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I get like oh, ideally let's shoot right away. Like, you know, we have an open shot. We could be quick before the defense gets set. But the Knicks defense was just as a unit, they were clicking in the fourth quarter. So I'm not really sure what they were talking about because what could Miami do? They couldn't find anything. The Knicks defense was suffocating them and Miami just didn't know what to do they lost momentum they lost their their um oh my god i can't think of the word they lost their confidence in shooting shots and they only shot they only scored 11 points in the fourth quarter which is insane the knicks score um scored 29 points in the fourth opposed to miami's 11 and yeah that fourth quarter which is a whole different ball game it's like basically the first three games first three quarters were one game of its own the knicks is you know they lost and then the fourth quarter it was like a new day for them they said you got a second win and they just balled out they played amazing defense suffocating the heat on the perimeter there wouldn't let them find anything bam couldn't really find an answer he he looked uncomfortable out there in the fourth couldn't really do anything and the, they just hit big shots. You know, Brunson hit a big and one. RJ Barrett hit a big and one. Josh Hart was making plays. Hardenstein again in the clutch when we need him the most. And when Bencher Robinson goes to the bench, he came up clutch. And, you know, it was just a good game overall for the Knicks. I was surprised because I felt like in Knicks fashion, being down by 21, making that huge comeback, I thought Jimmy Butler was going to hit that three at the end of the game. He had a good look. It just didn't fall down. And I feel like that was the story of the game for the Heat. You know, they were dominating, but in fourth quarter, like, it's it's the ball just wouldn't fall down for them. There was just nothing more. The ball wasn't bouncing the way for them. It was bouncing in the favor of the Knicks. And, yeah, the Knicks, you know, they stood they stood their ground. They didn't give up. I really liked how confident and determined they looked. Like you could tell they were getting frustrated, but their um 
Their body language wasn't screaming, we lost this game already. Their body language was screaming, like, why aren't we clicking? Why is things not going our way? They were frustrated, but they were still focused to get things right, to correct their mistakes in that same game, even in that same game, even though they were down by 21 at most in the third. And yeah, I mean, it, it's really just uh, a testament of how mentally strong this team is. Uh, I, I think this team is very well coached this year. I like what Thibodeau is doing with this team. I like the confidence he's putting in his players. I'm not a big fan sometimes when it comes to not resting them in the fourth when we already have a guaranteed win. We're up by 20 and he's still playing them in the last like three minutes. Like, you know, maybe some guys like Brunson who are very important. Even Randall has just had an injury in the offseason. Maybe they should rest a little bit more. But, you know, I... I, I, I know my ground. I trust Thibodeau. He's the coach of the team. He knows what he's doing. He knows more. Yeah, ideally, you know, we would think he knows more than us, the average fan. So I trust what his um vision is for this team. You know, keep them in shape. Keep them in the confidence. Make sure they never slack off. Make sure those leads stay safe. And, you know, keep that um, rhythm and the momentum going to the next team. Don't want to, you know, get, get rid of their hot hand if they have a hot hand for the day. And... Yeah, that, that was a great win, and especially that being the tournament game, kind of um, uh, it's kind of cool to see. You know, I'm not sure how people feel about that new court. I, I personally like it. I think it's different. It's cool. I mean, it's very you know bright, and some people think it's ugly. I just like it's it's different. I like something new and different. Um, but yeah. I mean, it was a very good game. I was I was shocked when it happened. I really couldn't believe it. I was about to turn off the game, and it was great to see the garden popping like that. And you know, come to the next game, move on from it's just an emotional game, especially against the Heat, the team they just lost in the playoffs. They go and face the Suns, and this game ticked me off a little bit because no Kevin Durant, no Bradley Beal. It was just Devin Booker out there, and the Knicks couldn't pull away the win. They were in the game. The game was close the whole time. Um, the you know Knicks players were playing good. RJ Barrett struggled, like I mentioned earlier. He only scored nine points. It's just an inconsistency. Jalen Brunson was playing great. He had 35 points, which is huge for the Knicks. Julius Randle had a, a really good game as well. He had 28 points, uh, just five rebounds, but he shot uh, seven and eight for free throws, which is huge for the Knicks because, you know, like I said, free throw percentage, not our forte this year so far. And yeah, I mean, what really annoyed me is the, it, it's the first quarter. Knicks has showed, showed up again with a dud. They were shooting poorly. They didn't, weren't doing that great. They got outscored 34 to 22 in the first. They were down by 12 already going to the second quarter. And then, you know, and then they started picking it up. After the first quarter, the Knicks were the better team. It's just that first quarter was already, like, demoralizing for them to come back already. And they had to come back in three quarters, and they did. But that last shot, Devin Booker, really, there's nothing more to say because that was his only three of the game. He hits it. They take the lead. But it, it was just better offense. The Knicks played a good enough defense. You know, it, it's, you just got to tip your cap off. He hit he hit a great shot. It was clutch. There's really nothing the Knicks could have done better. Um, it's just better offense compared to the great defense. My The main thing that really ticked me off is that Devin Booker 
it's obviously the number one guy they have to focus. You know he's going to get at least 25-plus that game with no Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal. But the Knicks allowed Eric Gordon to get 25 points. They allowed Goodwin to get 14 points off the bench. Like, how, how does that happen? With a team that's missing Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant, two all-star starters on their team, and you let, like, these veteran guys, like, beat you, essentially? It's just, like, how? How does that happen? It, it, that game, the Knicks should have won. Being at home, there's no excuse why it sh- they should have lost. Like, yeah, the Suns are a good team. They're, they're a great team to start off the year. They're 11-6, and six, but still, they're missing players. The Knicks, like, they had all the core together, and nothing it's just they lost and i just don't get it i don't get how they lose that game that should have been a winnable game and it upsets me because you know it, it got away from us we had a great performance Jalen brunson great performance of julius randall offensively quickly balling out like he is off the bench scored 18 off the bench that day and you know rj bear struggled sure but we have gone we have won plenty of games where rj bear shoots poorly it doesn't score a lot of points and yep that's that's just my quick takeaway from that. I mean, it sucks. They shot 40% from three. They shot 45% from the field goal. I mean, those are good numbers considering how lackluster his offense has been to start off the year. The offense was there. The defense was playing good enough to win, I would say. It wasn't the best defense. They let, up, they let up a lot of points, but they played good enough. It's just they I don't get how Eric Gordon scores 25 for them. I mean, Eric Gordon is 34 years old. He's, played, he's doing great. He's scoring 15, averaging 15 points to start off the year. But still, I, I don't get it. I just, I don't know how the Knicks can win these great games and then lose to a team that are down to their best players. Their best player in Kevin Durant and the third best player in Bradley Beal. I don't know. It's, we had we had good enough performances. It just sucks that we couldn't get that one, but... It, it really wasn't anything to do with the Devin Booker shot. The Devin Booker shot, the, it was just, it was a great shot. That nothing they could have done. Just you know how poor they started off that first quarter and they had to come back from there. And yeah, now going into this Hornets game, this is the final game of the in season tournament of the group stages. I believe the Knicks win, no matter the outcome of the other games. The Knicks advance. If the Knicks lose, I think they would need Miami to lose as well. Uh. I'm still getting used to these rules, not 100% sure how everything works. I could be completely wrong, but that's how I think it goes as of today. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there there should be no reason the Knicks lose this game tonight. It's at home. I think Lamella Ball is questionable, borderline looking, look like, looking like he won't be playing tonight. He could be listed out already. I'm not 1,000% sure, but, you know, the Knicks are ready to face the Hornets. What they faced them twice this year, I believe, and I know they already beat them. If they faced them twice, twice, I'm pretty sure they beat them twice. And yeah, the Hornets are a struggling team. They got they got good young players. Lamelo Ball is a baller, no matter what. He's playing amazing so far. But the Knicks, you know, there's no reason they shouldn't win this game. If especially if Lamelo Ball isn't playing today, absolutely no reason the Knicks shouldn't win this game. And I don't think it should be close, even if Ball is playing. But, yeah, let's see how they respond after that emotional loss against Phoenix on Sunday. Let's see how they look today. Hopefully, I, I, I'm going to keep my eye on R.J. Barrett. I want to see how he bounces back. If he, you know, finds a little bit more confidence, I hope he doesn't lose some confidence and he's a little bit more shy on the offense, doesn't attack the paint as much as he wants to. 
And let's see how Jalen Brunson does as well. Can he keep it this off streak? He's balling out lately. He got player of the week, what, last week or two weeks ago? He might get player of the week again if he balls out today. Let's see how it goes. And, yeah, that's basically just my quick takeaways uh, so far in the year. There's really not much to talk about except for the team recaps and because the year's still so young. But uh, it's looking promising. I know the Knicks are just nine and seven. It's a you know it's a good record. It's not the best and they're not number one in the in the East, number one in the NBA. But they're they're playing good. They you know they were struggling. We know the flaws in this team, but they seem to be improving on this slowly, little by little. And all we can really do is just see how the season plays out and see how the Knicks do. And yep, that's all I got for today. It's a quick one for today. Come back next week to talk more Knicks, talk about these games, and hopefully we could talk more about this tournament if the Knicks advance, and let's see how things go, see how this tournament plays out this year. That's it for me. Till next week.